Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Good afternoon, Kevin. Yo. Gentlemen, can you hear me? There can hear you, you are. You bet. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did okay. you feel the earth shake today when the news started rumbling forward that USC, UCLA leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten? Did you feel the earth move underneath your feet? You know, I didn't, guys. I mean, I'm I'm pretty comfortable here in SEC country. <laughs> everything else is everything else is an afterthought. I mean, there may be a gentle breeze when there's news breaking that everybody else thinks is big in these other parts of the country in the world, but here in SEC country, if it's you know, it's oh, uh, hum. What what do you think yeah, though? I mean, we're, we're you know. The headlines start here, right? And everything yeah. else is, you know, an afterthought, really. Do you think, though? Sorry, what do you think? What, what do you think? I, what do you think the impact is on college basketball? Uh-huh. Because UCLA obviously they haven't won anything lately, but they've got a big name in basketball. USC a big name in football. What do you think the eventual impact on college basketball will be from this move of those two schools? You know, it's interesting because, you know, all kidding aside, one of the things about the Big Ten, there's always these, uh, you know, there, there's great, there's really good recruiting territory, we know, in Pennsylvania, different areas in the, that are big, considered Big Ten yes. footprint. Sure. But this adds California. And I, and I think, you know, if you're, you know, but the other part of that is, what does it really do to strengthen the teams that are coming from the West Coast or the teams that are in that territory anyway? I don't think there's any more fertile recruiting ground than the SEC, and I think that carries over into every sport, and it's true for every sport. You throw Texas in with Texas and, and A&M, and now Texas coming in, I think the SEC got better because all of those places are still rel- relatively close. Mm-hmm. You know, not every place, but, you know, from Florida to Texas, there's some distance, but it's sure. a lot tighter, not a lot tighter and, and more reasonable to think you could cross-recruit in that, in that region than you can – Two pack 10 to 12 teams coming over to the Big Ten. I just don't know how that really fortifies or strengthens it. Like you said, UCLA is not a powerhouse in basketball. It's respected. Um, I, you know, I, I, I mean, we'll find out. I mean, the proof will be in what what plays out. But I don't know. You know, I, I don't know how much more fertile California recruiting gets for Big Ten teams in any sport because of the distance. And, um, and I think you're still going to see players that want to go to Arizona, that want to go to Arizona State. Oregon's got a strong program. Um, you know, so, you know, Washington's been good in football. So, I mean, you've got – and then you've got, you know, obviously Colorado and um, Utah. Utah. I mean, I, yeah. I think it hurts the Pac-12, but I don't know that it helps – I don't know how much it helps either UC, USC or UCLA or any of these other Big Ten programs. Well, I, my personal thought is, for in football, not necessarily, well, maybe basketball too, the Big Ten is going to totally overshadow the Pac-12, which means USC and UCLA, if they're fighting Oregon for a player, they're going to get them. If they're mm-hmm. fighting Arizona for a player, they're going to get them because it's, it's well, so much bigger. We, we see that with Arkansas recruiting out of the SEC. They go into Texas or go into other states, Oklahoma. they got a chance to get players because the SEC – so I think that's, but I, I, you brought up a point that I hadn't thought about yet. Uh, I would have, is the geographic distance. 
what is the closest Big Ten school right now to Los Angeles? I'd have to think. Is it Maybe Wisconsin? Nebraska. Is Nebraska, Nebraska closer than Wisconsin? Yeah. May, so, yeah, you got to hop some states. <laughs> you know, and how about those Penn State-USC games? Or how about how about when Rutgers actually has to play one of those schools? I mean, you're talking about a 3,000-mile well, trip. Well, it, 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 and, and see, well, a lot of recruiting is where can your family members, how hard is it for them to get there? Yeah, right. Yeah. You, know, yeah. Uh, you know, how much time? Because even though, you know, with flights and things, some of that gets mitigated. But, no, even flights can be complicated when you're in the air for many many hours you know a lot of things to me are interesting about this so i'm not sure but you're right once the pac-12 shrinks down some of those other schools are not going to have the same recruiting advantage i just don't know how much it helps the big 10 other than saying it's bigger puffs its chest out and says it's bigger than the pac-12 now and kind of pushes it pushes that one and who knows who the pac-12 is going to add but they certainly aren't going to add any any prestige that USC or no. UCLA brought. They've lost the two biggest glamour schools in their conference. Even if they don't win all the time, That's those right. are the two biggest glamour schools. Yeah. And, so. Kevin, I, I think uh, in wisdom, if I am some of these um, collectives that are working uh, now on behalf of the different schools, I think I would somehow work out a deal with the Delta American, whoever it may be, so that those families can afford to be able to follow uh, their their children across a great part of the United States, especially with the way yeah. that uh, airfare has just shot through the roof, as well as everything else that's going through the roof right now. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that with all seriousness, because uh, you were talking about, well, my son he lives in Los Angeles, but, oh, he loves Ohio State. That's a pretty good uh, flight between, I would think, costly flight between Los Angeles and Columbus, Ohio, and uh, or to Cleveland, wherever it may be. So, yeah, I mean, I think these NILs better take a hard look and see if they can't work something out with some of these airlines. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, who, can, who can't hire enough does. pilots? So, you know, they can't hire enough right. pilots, so they're going to work out deals with college athletics. Right. Well, and, and the concern is, does the Pac-12 become an afterthought conference where yes. now all of the power in yes. sports is from Texas going east? Right. You know, yes. If you yeah. redraw those maps, I mean, so in that sense, I guess I could see the Big 12 getting stronger, but I don't know that it's that it – I mean, I don't think UCLA and USC to the Big 10 is equivalent to Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC. No, no, no. I just no. don't. I think no, those no, programs no. are too good in too many sports. No. I think the other schools are really good, obviously, and many sports no. have been for years. But I just don't think, because of some of the things we talked about, that it's apples to apples in terms of matching strength. I think the SEC obviously got stronger adding those other two programs. Yes. And I think the Big 12 probably does. But how much, I just don't know. I don't think it I don't think it measures up to what the SEC's done. Yeah, I you're talking about the, the, the Big 10. Too, but. Yeah, the Big 10, not the Big 12. But although it's now Excuse the big, big it's now the Big Sixteen, but you're exactly right. The only reason the Big Ten is doing this is the LA market, because now they when they go to their TV negotiations, they've got the number two market in the United States, and they can argue they have the number one since Rutgers is right across the river from New York City. So it's all about TV dollars. Yeah. All TV dollars. Wow. No doubt. All right, hang tight, Kevin. we got to take a break. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of hogville.net. Rick Schaefer, 
I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Boy, Kevin, it's hard to believe. I mean, this month has come and gone, the month of June, which leaves us with just a couple of windows that are left for the college coaches to go out and evaluate all the 2023 and 2024 talent. I guess maybe if you wanted to watch 2025s, you could watch them as well, or 2026s. Yeah. But uh, this window <laughs> is uh, quickly closing, is it not? It is, but you know, but July is really the biggest month, only because you you know, usually by that time you you have players that that even if they did well in in the spring, by July that's where you continue, where you constantly see in addition to these guys that you expect big performances from, you've got the ones that were kind of late bloomers, the ones that maybe using the spring evaluation and they look back and reflect on things they need to improve on. They raise their level of play. So usually July is when we see new offers, new names, maybe names that were just off the radar. So it's huge, Randy. This, to me, the July live periods are the best ones for those reasons. You, you said the calendar is almost gone. And, and Arkansas coaches right now, three of the, assi- the three assistant bench coaches have been in Orlando this week for the MDPA top 100 camp. So for, for, so that one event's a live event for coaches to evaluate. You've got, you know, most of the top programs represented out there, a lot of Division One coaches out there in Orlando for this, and you've got several, including William Blocker, speaking of a busy June, who just committed over the weekend uh, to the Razorbacks, took his official visit in early June. Uh, he's, he's He's been performing well. Uh, you know, they've had gone through four, uh, four games now, two on Wednesday, and they've completed each of these teams they break these players up into have completed two games today, but Blocker has shown well. Uh, I really think they fall the 6'10 forward center out of out of Denver, Arkansas. He was on campus for an unofficial visit uh, for that Arkansas-Kentucky game back in February, but he might be putting in a bid for top performer at this event. He scored at a high level. He's shooting well over 60% from the field. He's rebounding at a high level, blocking shots, rim protection. Uh, but they fall has been put on a show, national top 15 five-star his teammate, Asani Diop, is also taking part. I say teammate, but they're in Denver, another 6'10", and they play grassroots together for the Colorado Hawks. But those guys uh, are both in this event, and Diop's also shown well. Uh, and then I want to mention another name, Zayden High, the 6'9", Ford Center um, out of out of Texas. He'll be at Arizona Compass Prep this for his senior season, but he's a Texas guy. And he's the guy that reminds me a lot of Jalen Williams. Maybe a little smaller, you know, six eight, six nine ish, but soft skills can can shoot the three. Probably a little better shooter at the same stage than Jalen, uh, but a, you know, good in dribble, handoff, passing the ball, very skilled passer for a big. A lot of stuff that's similar. Maybe not quite the volume rebounder consistently that Jalen has been, but in this MBPA Top 100 camp, he's been rebounding at a high level. He's one of the top rebounders there. He's been knocking down threes at over 50% clip and averaging about 10 points. So, Zayden mm-hmm. High's been putting on a show, a guy that I think will be looking to take an official visit sometime in the fall. I feel the same way about, speaking of fall, they fall and Asani Diop, who I just mm-hmm. talked about. Chris Johnson's been playing well at MBPA Top 100 camp. Not shooting the ball well necessarily, but kind of staff, stat, stuff in the stat sheet similar to Layden Blocker. Um, Leighton Blocker's defense has been really, really good, by the way, guys. Some things that stats don't show. Um, just been getting really good feedback on him. And with those Arkansas coaches there, 
they continue evaluating, and it spills over in July. And that's what we were really going to talk about here uh, after the 4th of July holiday. Uh, next, the following weekend, you're going to have that first July session for Adidas, or excuse me, for Nike. That's going to be in Kansas City. Uh, the Adidas folks uh, will be out. Uh, 3SSB will be in the Charlotte, uh, North Carolina area, I believe. Uh, and then they'll have a, 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 a top 100 camp for Adidas players after that, following that. Uh, but yeah, that, so that's going to be it. And then you, later in July, sort of that, you know, July 22nd, 23rd, 24th, that, that, time frame is when that second final July live period will be and that's when Peach Jam for Nike and the summer championships for Adidas will be going on. We've talked about Layden. What about Landron Blocker? Where does he fit into this equation? Well, he, Arkansas is, is recruiting him. They contacted him after midnight on June 15th, just a couple of weeks ago. The first time that, that, at midnight, you know, that's when on that day, coaches at Division One schools can make direct contact, whether it's phone calls, texts, emails, you know, any any outreach directly to the prospect. So Arkansas has stayed in touch with him. He's gotten a handful, you know, maybe a handful of high major offers, Creighton, TCU, uh, or a couple of those. Uh, but you know, uh, I think Missouri. But you know, he's uh, landing six four. Both of the blockers love to get to the rim, man. They they are ferocious drivers and and. You know, it doesn't matter if they get a clear path or someone trying to contest. They're going to get to the rim, and, and you might not want to get on that poster. You might want to duck out. But, you know, he's a physical guard. He's There are two different kinds of players outside of that aggressiveness getting to the basket. He's a, he's a more physical guard. He likes contact. He, he likes slashing the basket mid-range. Um, so, he you know, he's a good player. Uh, he'll be, you know, obviously he's with Brad Bill Elite, 16 and under teams, so he'll be on in those Nike sessions. Like I mentioned, the next one is in a, just over a week there in Kansas City. Let's squeeze in Ron real quick before we run out of time. Ron, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin. Yeah, hey, uh, hi, Kevin. Um, hey, guys. You know, we got the, we got the blocker kid. Uh, well, Kevin, was he not a five-star in Rivals early? Was he in the top 20? Or I saw where he had dropped a little bit lately. But, or has he always been a four-star with Rivals? Yeah, he's been a four-star blocker. He's number 28, according to ESPN. So, he, you know, typically when the dust settles, top 25 usually end up uh, as five stars. He's close there. You know, some of the other services, yeah, have him a little bit lower. But, you know, uh, you know, blocker's a big-time player, and I've seen him match up against five-star guys and get the better of them. DJ Wagner, who was just recently the number one player in the country, a guard out of New Jersey, uh, he's still ranked in the top three or five if he's dropped any from one the services. Uh, in the last Nike EYBL session, Blocker took him to school. 26 points, 10 okay. double-double at the guard spot. Yeah, uh, Ron, uh, the, the Ron Holland kid of Arkansas, you yeah. know, like pretty high. And then also Omaha Blue, if you remember, he came in with uh, Jordan Walsh, I guess a, a buddy of his, and uh, he was wearing Razorback stuff uh, early, early, you know, back when we were recruiting Jordan. So let me ask you this. Could you see another, maybe adding even another kid like we did late with uh, Anthony? Do you think that uh, we could have another great recruiting class next year with possibly the, the names we mentioned? Or are you hearing anybody else in the top? Yeah, you know, so Omaha is out of the picture. Omaha Blue is out of the picture. Ron Holland's in the picture. He just took that official visit 
earlier this month. Arkansas in his final four college choices plus the G League. I think he goes the college route. I could be wrong about that. And I think Arkansas is in the top two or three, really, even though he's there in the He's announced them in the Final Four college choices. I think they're up there, too. Maybe maybe no worse than three, but I think one or two. And then, so Ron Holland's a five-star, top five, according to ESPN. Uh, some of these other names I mentioned earlier, I think Arkansas's in great shape with it. So, yeah, I think it's going to be another great recruiting class. Ron, have a great Fourth of July. Always great to hear from you. Kevin, you likewise have a great Fourth of July. We will talk with you next Tuesday. That's Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Courtesy of Hogville.net.